what is up spotify Yo. and apple music we're on apple music yeah apple podcast or yeah apple podcast i didn't know it was it is is it different is it on apple music i haven't even checked i don't know it's on apple podcast the purple app that's what it's on mm. cool well if you have apple an apple subscription and you don't like spotify now you can listen on are all the episodes there are just like yeah, all the episodes yep oh shit i know i went to work good job good job ashley uh puts in way more work than i do <laughs> i don't know about that but can I, okay so i just posted my little like transformation tuesday from bikini to figure and this is this is a comment okay so here hear me out you look amazing no no i'm sorry i'm sorry i fucked that up you are you're looking amazing you are looking amazing okay there we go random question but have you ever seen guys at a party get into a wedgie fight? Can't tell if I should be concerned that my boyfriend was involved. <laughs> what your comment, f- your comment back is what gets me though. And I, yeah, my comment back was break up should, with him. You probably should break up with him. Like, <laughs> what the fuck kind of quiet? What is happening in the world? Pretty what is happening in the world? No, people are crazy on social media. Like, I had somebody on my picture yesterday that I posted of my tattoo say delightful looking tattoo hit my inbox if you got any beautiful feet pic to sell my inbox i'm interested oh do you sell some foot pics i would love to sell some feet pics but i'm a little afraid of people like scamming me i don't know dude i got a fucked up toenail that i've lost so many times because i've been sports like you know how you can like get blisters under your toenail well you can if you don't know that you can get blisters underneath your toenail so i've lost that toenail so many fucking times it looks like like it's, it's literally like the nail is so fucking thick. It's disgusting. So I was like, no way anyone wants these, these topics, man. Ain't nobody want these topics. Like I won't even get a pedicure because I would feel bad for the person giving me a pedicure to have to nail that sucker down, like to file it down. I was like, nah, nah. I heard that those women, like they, they talk like in whatever language, whatever it is, like Japanese, Vietnamese, uh, whatever that they're speaking at that specific shop they'll like talk about it. <laughs> like, Why, wouldn't you not? I'd be like, I, man, if I was like working at one of those shops, I'd be like talking shit about their toes. Like, yo, this one's got some fungus. It's fucking gross. <laughs> like I would just be roasting this motherfucker and they would not know. They would not know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, are there like, it's funny because I was thinking about this in California, we tend to think that we're in this like little world where like no one else has restaurants or Asians or Mexicans or anything like that. So where you live, not so much Ohio, because Ohio is pretty much like, honestly, we don't, you see, see black and white people, but you don't, I didn't see, when I lived there, I didn't see very many, like I did see Asians and I did see like Latino and Mexican people. Mm-hmm. I didn't see them a lot. So like yeah. where you're at, like, do you see them more since you're kind of like on the coast-ish? I would definitely say, yeah, there's definitely a healthy population of Latinos, Mexicans, um, like a good healthy mix of the Asian population as well. I think, um, obviously like white people and then like a lot of like African-Americans as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty a healthy mix actually. Yeah. Cause my, cause the thing is for me though, cause I'm from Cali, my idea of what a mixed population looks like is different because of how diverse it is here. Hmm. It's super diverse. Like so many types of, there's so many different types of people everywhere. That's why everyone talks about California food being like, not, not necessarily like Southern comfort type food, 
but more so like that you get like a wide variety of different food types and different uh, cultures that are living here. Like, because it's so, because people are coming from the border of Mexico um, in different countries, they think of like, when they think of the U.S., it, uh, you know, California is the most populated state for the, for that reason. So, yeah. So there's, there's this skewed idea for me, I think, cause when I moved from California to Ohio, that was the biggest, it wasn't like alarming, but it was the biggest change for me was that like, there weren't a ton of Mexican and Latinos and Asians that I was used to seeing all the time. Mm-hmm. So yes. There's a, there's a healthy, a healthy population of Ohioans down here in South yeah. Carolina. Cause literally yeah. over the weekend it was fucking snowing. I was like, nah, fuck that shit. Am I a Californian or an Ohio, Ohioan? I'm like a Colioan. Colioan. <laughs> okay. Ohio-fornia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on. So today we're going to be talking about caffeine um and what well first of all like what are our own kind of journeys and how we've used caffeine if we've used it any specific way for a reason um and how we use it now how we moderate like our stress and utilizing caffeine through our stress um and then also general general ideas of what caffeine abuse looks like that people might not realize that they're doing. Um, so let's start with like, I think right now for me, I have been consuming a little bit more caffeine than usual, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm used to as, as of late, because I've been so busy. Um, no, and in no means do I need caffeine, but it does help me to be a little bit more social, especially being in a full-time job where I'm in person. Um, and I'm having to have, you know, a certain spunk and energy to kind of get through the day. Do I need caffeine? No, but it just makes life a little bit better for right now. But I do, I I am starting to want to wean off of it. So once my, once my alphagen, um, pack is done, my little tub is done, then I'm going to start like weaning off of it and only get, you know, using uh, coffee as a source of caffeine and then probably pulling back into decaf here probably in the next few months. But for right now, because my life is so busy, sometimes I need like the stim from my pre-workout and stuff. And stim isn't bad. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want people to think that because caffeine is a, is a source of stress that it's terrible for you and you shouldn't always avoid it. And cause there are some people that enjoy it. Um, but it, beca- it's only when it's a abusive issue where you feel like you absolutely need it to function throughout the day. And you start experiencing withdrawal symptoms from pulling any type, any amount of caffeine throughout, um, throughout the week. So, yeah, it's funny. I'm doing kind of what you already suggested. So I actually had a longer history of caffeine use, um, going back to like just overall, not really keeping tabs on caffeine, but like when I was with my first coach and went through my first prep, there was like, let me tell you like a standard day. I would have like three cups of coffee. I would have stim in my pre-workout, like maybe 200 to 300 milligrams in my pre- Um, after training, I would walk to Starbucks 
and get a venti cold brew, no ice. So a full venti cup with just yeah. fucking iced coffee. And mind you guys, iced coffee or no, not iced coffee, but cold brew coffee is actually going to be more caffeinated because you have to think like when you were brewing coffee, when you were brewing it hot, you actually do lose out on a little bit of caffeine. But if you're doing cold brew, like you're not having that temperature to get rid of some of the caffeine. So cold brew coffee is actually more caffeinated. So I had more more caffeine on top of that after my workout. And then if it was a really hard day, I would go to the grocery store or walk to like a gas station to get like a fucking monster. Hmm. So like, we're talking like over a gram of caffeine during prep. Wasn't every single day, but like, we're still talking like 800 to 1200 milligrams a day. That is caffeine abuse. That is abuse. That's a lot. I mean, I've never been that far. I've never been to the point where I felt like I absolutely needed it. Um, I think that's the thing though. Like I didn't think I did. It was just like, it was, I think most of it was based out of habit Mm-hmm. Because like, I just wanted something different than water. Cause obviously when you're dieting and you're in prep dieting, like, you know, water sometimes gets really fucking boring. So like, even if you like cheat yourself with doing like caffeine and like sugar-free energy drinks, it's like a break from water, but then you don't realize you're shooting yourself in the foot because it's a diuretic. And mm-hmm. then you're sending your adrenals into overdrive on top of the stress of just fucking contest prep. So it's like, I was just shooting myself in the foot, dude. And like, it wasn't until after my surgery, when I had to like stop walking that like, I had this huge, just punch in the face of like a caffeine withdrawal. Um, and then I kind of like introduced it back in and had somewhat of a healthy relationship, but lately, like, it's not even like I was abusing it. Like I'd have like, you know, a scoop of alpha gin or half a scoop of alpha gin, and then maybe like a cup of coffee in the morning. It's like a very like reasonable dose, you know, like very reasonable. And I wouldn't drink you know, it on my rest days as much. Like I used to like go to Starbucks a lot. Like, again, I fucking love Starbucks guys. I'm a whore for that nitro cold brew. So I used to like walk to Starbucks, you know, and get a nitro even on my rest days. Cause I just like the taste. I literally love the taste of coffee and that sweet liquid, liquid nitrogen cream, primo, cream of the crop. But like, I realized again, I was doing it out of habit, not out of necessity. And I'm like, that's not, that's not a healthy relationship that I want to foster. That's not something that I want to set an example for my clients. Like, Oh, well, yeah, it's not awful, but like, it's not great either. So I, you know, stopped walking to Starbucks on my rest days. Um, or if I did, I got like a tea, which yeah, like a green tea might have some caffeine, but we're not talking like the same level. Um, and then on essentially what I did, is I let my alpha gin run out. Cause I like really like alpha gin, but like again, I was like, you know what? I just need to like, I need to stop for a bit. I just need to stop for a bit on this caffeine. And so ran out of my alpha gin, stopped going to Starbucks, saved a fuck ton of money. And the first week was hard. The first week of like no caffeine was kind of like hard. I felt like kind of foggy, a little grumpy, but then I started to like use some adaptogenic herbs. I started to go on like morning walks to like get some sunshine on my face. And Ever since then, it's been about like a week and a half, two weeks since this has happened. And like, I feel fucking great, like no caffeine and I feel good. I feel ready. Yeah. I, I cut out caffeine. The last time I like really just cut it out was in during, I think it was like June of last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was when I was having troubles with sleeping. So I pulled it out and I was afraid to add it in again because I was mm-hmm. afraid that 
I was going to experience the same feelings that I was if I started adding it back in because a lot of it was anxiety. Um, and so caffeine, if you have, if you're, if you have anxiety, caffeine can sometimes, um, bring about that. If you don't know, like how much you're taking and stuff like that depends on the time of day as well. But while I was trying to get better sleep, I, I pulled it out and I was afraid of it. So I wouldn't even have coffee. Like I wouldn't even have, I was, I wouldn't have coffee. I wouldn't have pre-workout that was, that had uh, a stimulant in it. And I just went cold Turkey, no caffeine up until like February of this year. And I started reintroducing like coffee. Um, and so I would have coffee before like 2 PM, mm-hmm. um, during the day, usually it was in the like early morning when I started working again at like 6, a, 6 AM. Um, and it would just kind of help me be productive during the morning when I was alone, like in the office, cause there's no one in the office that early. Um, and it helped me to just stay productive and to work and do what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, and then I, because I was waking up so early, I was having to train a little bit later because, or after work, because I wasn't able to train earlier in the daytime. So I started noticing that I was tired, like super dead tired after working an eight hour day plus coaching, um, and then needing to train after, after like a two hour commute. And so I ended up feeling like, gosh, I might need to just change my schedule again um, because I was like, I need this. I think I might need to start having a stem in my pre-workout because I'm so tired that like, I'm not even here. Like I'm literally mentally clouded type of thing. Like I'm not focused. And I really just wanted to have that focus. So I switched my training time back to the morning. Um, Well, not really morning, like late morning. So I have like two meals in me. Um, but I, I know that if I switch that to an earlier part of the day, I can have a little bit more stim. So on the days that I train, I have only pre-workout as my stim, which is alpha gen. And then on days that I don't train generally, like I honestly won't have coffee, but -hmm. sometimes I will, if I'm like, if I'm going to go get, grab a cup of coffee with a friend or like with a coworker, that's, I save it for those types of times. But I don't think I'm in a spot where I'm constantly consuming, but I can tell that it's affecting me when I having days without the caffeine. Yeah. Um, I can feel it around the time that I would train when I'm about to take it. I can feel my body is like, it starts to get a little bit fatigued and tired and it knows like mm-hmm. that you would have had this right now. Like, yeah. and so that's where I know it might be time to pull back a little bit, maybe not so much on the pre-workout itself, but maybe the dose of it, or maybe halving it. And then the other half, a, a, a non-stim, um, so that I'm not trying to, I'm not like kind of fighting it on my rest days, having 400 milligrams versus like none in within that span of time. And that also brings me to stress, um, with caffeine based on how much you are taking at one time versus like at certain times in the day. Um, so when generally, like if you're going to have, um, your caffeine amount that your, your body is able to sort of handle is going to be different than everyone else's. Some people are good on 150, 200 milligrams and they're like fine with that. Some people like a little bit more. Um, but if you have a cap on your caffeine intake, that means that you like, let's say my cap is 200 milligrams. It's not, but what if it were 200 milligrams? Um, then throughout the day, 
I would have only what adds up to 200 milligrams. Um, <clears throat> and that caffeine count is really important. And so if I'm going to have all of my 200 milligrams in one sitting via pre-workout or whatever, then that's all I'm going to have. Mm-hmm. Where people kind of get messed up is not, and is un, I think underestimating how much caffeine, if they're using a stim pre-workout, how much caffeine their stim pre-workout has, um, and then not tracking like their little monsters or their bangs that they have throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and that's where it, the stress accumulates over weeks and kind of fucks you up. Um, and so make sure that you are keeping track of those things when you are deciding that you want to consume caffeine, um, maybe talk to your coach about your caffeine cap. But most of the time people are just consuming, consuming way too much caffeine, mm-hmm. um, especially people that work, uh, cause they get into the office. There's usually coffee being made and it's, it's a culture like, okay, I'm gonna grab my cup of coffee and start working. And then you might have a coffee break with your coworker. Or you might have a lunch date or something and you don't want to drink water. So you drink something that is that has no sugars mm-hmm. um, and something that you don't really need to think about tracking. Um, so you get something with with a, a caffeine in it and you don't realize like what you're doing. Um, and then when you don't have it, you notice the difference in how you feel. And so that's when you know that there's a problem because you can notice and you can see and feel how you feel. Um, Blood glucose levels might be a little bit higher. Um, Even though uh, caffeine is not something that you use for fat loss. um, So I think some people think like, if I have caffeine, I will lose more body fat. Um, And it's not necessarily a tool that you really need to use. Um, it's not necessarily a tool that you should think about using. There are a lot of other fat loss agents that you can use that will work much better than caffeine. It won't stress you out. Um, so yeah, just think about those things when you're adding in caffeine and, and trying to moderate your intake and and how you feel during it. So honestly, if you're wanting like a good pre-workout recommendation, like I probably would do a mix of Volugen, which is like a really good non-stim pump product for morphogen nutrition. And honestly, I would, I would even go so far as if you want that focus without the extra stem to add in something like morpho brain. Like it has like things like L-tyrosine, it has like, um, CD-choline in it, um, mucana in it, where it's like some of these things are going to be, you know, helping to create L-dopa and dopamine. Um, and also create like, you know, other neurotransmitters to kind of give you that focus, um, as well. So like, that's probably a good way to kind of like channel any energy that you do have, as well as like getting a pretty decent pump and increasing blood flow and oxygenation of the muscles. So that way, like you're having good workouts and you're having good performance without like feeling like you're fucking wired, especially if you're training, like in the like afternoon and evening, like again, coffee has like a pretty long half-life. So like, if you're having coffee at like three, four, five, six PM, mm-hmm. you're probably going to like suffer with your sleep. And I can say personally, like when I stopped drinking caffeine, like any caffeine, mm-hmm. um, I started to fall asleep much easier. And then shit, you not, I would have like very vivid dreams, like two to three different storyline plot dreams. I might not always remember them the next morning, but I can distinctly remember having three or different dreams. Mm-hmm. and it's nuts. And then you wake up and you're like, holy shit. And you feel good. Right. And like, you know, especially if you're in like a health scenario, I would say in most cases, caffeine is probably going to be detrimental to your health scenario yeah. than anything else. So if you're trying to recover your testosterone, whether it's 
from maybe you're getting off hormonal birth control, or maybe you're getting off a cycle. Like, you know, you want to have those test levels come up. You want to have, you know, progesterone come up. And if you were pumping yourself full of caffeine, like you're going to be essentially sending your adrenals into overdrive, which is not going to be good. It's not going to be, you know, more testosterone. It'll be less because your cortisol is going to be so fucking high that like, you're just going to feel like complete butthole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I think that like with my own clients, um, sometimes <clears throat> when we're trying to get health together, um, instead of just, if they're already having like a lot of caffeine throughout the day, it's really rough to just cut it cold Turkey. Like the way that I did it, where I cut it cold Turkey, I just wanted to sleep so badly. I didn't care. Right. I was, I knew I was already exhausted anyway, and it didn't really matter. It, I didn't really feel withdrawal effects because I was just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people are trying to come off of caffeine, they need to do it in steps. So you need to taper it down rather than trying to cut it all out at once, because it's really rough, um, trying to adapt to it for some people. Um, so try to be it, it and what I'm saying is that it can be stressful, like just trying to come off of it, um, and thinking about it all the time, if you really have a problem with caffeine. So try to taper it down. So if you know, you, you use pre-workout, for example, like you're in fitness and you use pre-workout and you use a stim, a stim, um, pre-workout, then maybe save that as your caffeine and taper off the coffee that you do or that you have throughout the day. Or if you know that you consume a lot of bangs or just very small caffeinated drinks, like what are those, those Celsius's, uh, that people drink all the time. If that's something you do often, just try to taper off those amounts first. And then as the weeks go by, uh, taper down other areas as well. And then eventually just pull down your stim amounts for your pre-workout. And then like Ashley said, replace it with some type of nootropic or, um, or, uh, a pump formula, like you can do half, uh, stimulated and half not. I think sometimes people don't realize that they can mix the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it helps a lot. So and it gives you just a little bit of uh, stim if you really need it, if you don't, then don't use it. Um, but if that's something that you really like and you enjoy, then just try to taper it down so that it's not impacting your health in a negative way, um, and increasing anxiety further, like, impacting your sleep and, and whatnot. I mean, I feel like I am able to get, I'm able to get to sleep fast Yep. Um, on the days that I don't have caffeine or I have caffeine early in the day and I don't have it after like noon. I generally like, just don't like to, uh, because of how I know, I know it's like a long time before I go to sleep, but I don't even like to have that in my head. Like, Oh my God, I had caffeine. And that's why I can't sleep. Like, because it causes this downward spiral for me, um, and fear that I can't get to sleep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I try to make sure that on my rest days, I don't really have that so that I can fall asleep much faster. And I'm a lot more clear the next day too. I noticed that when I was struggling with THC addiction, Um, I was using caffeine as a way to lift me up because I was tired all the time from not getting the sleep that I needed from, uh, the THC. So when you, when you overconsume THC, um, and cannabis, you are less likely to get REM sleep. So when you are not going into that REM sleep, uh, stage, 
you don't have dreams and you sometimes don't remember even falling asleep or getting yourself relaxed. Um, and, but you do have trouble like in the following day being um, alert because you have not had that REM sleep pattern happen. Um, so when I was struggling with that, I would use caffeine, especially during training before training to get me into the mode of training because I was always down. Like I was always down from, cause I would generally, uh, consume cannabis like throughout the day, uh, after training and at night. Um, so I would have to use caffeine to get me into the gym. Now that in itself, like was a problem. And I knew that was a problem, but the first step was coming off of using and abusing cannabis, not necessarily the caffeine, um, because I was abusing cannabis was the problem. So I had to stop abusing cannabis and then lower my, and eventually I, I didn't need the caffeine anymore. Right. Like I didn't even need to think about lowering the caffeine. Um, so if you're wondering why you're tired all day, it might not be because you because like you don't have caffeine in, um, there are probably other things that are going on in your life, like lack of sleep, uh, using too much cannabis, drinking too much alcohol, stuff like that, that makes you feel like you need to have caffeine to, to function throughout the day. Um, I think it's important to say one thing, nobody needs caffeine, right? Like caffeine is not a macro or micronutrient. Caffeine is a drug. So I think it's really important to, to really to say this, like no one needs caffeine. You want caffeine. Absolutely. But there is no like physiological, psychological need. And if you do feel like you need caffeine, chances are something's wrong. Like something is wrong with your sleep, your nutrition, your overall like training protocol, or just your overall like life structure. If you feel like you absolutely need caffeine in order to function like a human being, because like, although caffeine has some great benefits, especially in the performance realm, like it also has the, um, opportunity to possibly block absorption of like you know, manganese, zinc, and copper. And also again, caffeine's a diuretic. So it's going to increase the excretion of other minerals like, you know, sodium, potassium, wow. stuff like that too. So it can also interfere with other, like, um, interfering some actions of certain vitamins and stuff like that. So like there are pros and cons to it, but like at the end of the day, we don't need caffeine to function. And if I feel like I said, like you feel like you need caffeine in order to like be a human being that contributes to society, something else is wrong. Like something else is deeply wrong in what you're currently doing. And you have to find out again, what is, why are you feeling this way? What's the root cause? And I would encourage you to like Britt said, taper it. Or, you know, if you are very, very strong willed and you're like, no, fuck it. And you just cold, told Turkey, like, however you need to do it is however you need to do it. Like, I don't think there's necessarily right or wrong. Like one's prolonging it. The other one, you might have like, you know, a hard week, but like at the end of the day, like I think tapering it down, um, to like a manageable level for you is really important because my anxiety is practically gone. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I used to be an anxious fucking person. I used to be so just like, I don't even know like a better word other than anxious, but like, just like completely blitzed out of my mind. Like if something, if I were to drop something and they were to spill, it would be like a slew of cuss words. My heart rate would elevate. I would feel stressed out and I'd feel like just very anxious. But this morning I accidentally dropped my fucking orthogen and a little bit spilled. And I literally was like, Oh no. And I laughed about it. Had that happened a month ago, it would have been, it would have ruined my day. I would have been pissed that I like lost some of my orthogen. It would have been like, just like I said, I would have ruined my day, but today was like, Oh no, it sucks. I've got the got the vacuum and like, I moved on. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I think it's also really important to understand that like, 
you know, you might not even know that you're super anxious or super angry all the time until you pull caffeine. And then you realize like, it can make you more of a reasonable person. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say too, like, I don't know one person that has pulled back on caffeine or pulled it out altogether and didn't feel completely free and, and much more, if like more energized and, and more natural um, than they did with it. And I think it's interesting because people that use like overuse caffeine, um, even though it's supposed to bring you up and give you more energy, it's like throughout the day, you don't feel your best because you are over consuming it. Um, And so it's like using, understand that like your body has its own energy reservoirs Mm -hmm. um, and it's, and it's not if we didn't have caffeine and it was never invented, we would never use it or not invented. If we never found it, it we would never use it. Right. Uh, just the fact that we have it available, that we, that we utilize it because of the, the high that we feel with it. Um, but it's not necessarily anything that you need. And in fact, people that don't overuse it feel much better. And there are also like natural sources of energy that you can use. I mean, like, uh, Instead of fully caffeinated coffee, you can use tea. Um, you can use things like, I mean, even cinnamon has some energetic properties. Um, <clears throat> there, are, there are a lot of types of herbs that you can use that can help with uh, energy that aren't caffeine, that isn't, you know, caffeine related. So yeah, like there's um, KSM 66 is a different yep. type of ashwagandha. Like that's a really good, like herb to help kind of like put a little pep in your step without like sending your adrenals into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and just because these things are natural doesn't mean that they're not, uh, they, they won't have similar like effects. They just won't send you into stress overdrive and, and kill your adrenals by doing, by using and doing that. So yeah. I think there's something to be said. Like I had a health consult the other day, this girl like wanted to get her cycle back. And, you know, we were talking about like what she was doing with her protocol, with her current coach and how she wanted to change some things around because she wants to start a family, but she was a competitor, you know, didn't eat like a, a great diet. She was a plant-based athlete. So we had some nutritional deficiencies there. And so we talked about her blood work. Her progesterone was like 0.1, I think. Um, Estrogen was also pretty low. Testosterone was pretty low. So pretty common signs of the body being overly taxed, overly stressed, coming off of contest prep, even though she was like a few months into her improvement season, you know, put on decent amount of body fat, like wasn't fat by any means, like she's not fat, but like, you know, put on the body fat she needed to for her hormonal health, but yet still wasn't having a cycle. Um, and so I was like, well, how much caffeine are you drinking? And while we're having the console, she had like one of those ghosts energy mm-hmm. drinks. And so like, I already knew the number was going to be high. And she kind of like, you know, was a little embarrassed and, you know, it was a decent amount. I was like, listen, like, I can throw all of these supplements and recommend all these supplements to you. But like, at the end of the day, they're not going to do their job unless you do yours in terms of like owning up to your caffeine abuse. I was like, tone down the caffeine, like taper it, get rid of the extra energy drinks, like have, you know, one cup of coffee a day or have an espresso a day, taper it and see how you feel. And within two to three weeks of our consult, she had her period back like that instantaneous. That's how much caffeine she was doing. Like just overall between being a coach, her full-time job, like training, all that shit. Like she was just abusing caffeine to the point her body was like, no, like, I'm just not going to have my period, you know, but literally just cutting back to almost like something like a normal dosage. And her body's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that can give you all an idea of how much it can affect your health if you decide like to to abuse it. Um, and remember, like Ashley said, it is a drug. So it's not like caffeine is separate from any other drug you would do. Right. Um, it's addict. It is addicting. It can be uh, it can be detrimental if you do not know how to control it or do not give yourself a cap throughout the day in yeah. um, the order in the week. So, yep. yep. Um, but I think that's a good spot to just sort of taper things off, just like you would taper <laughs> caffeine off. Um, so we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Um, and we will talk to you soon. Peace.